So, hey, Brennan, y'all set to record this episode? Nathan, I have to tell you something. What? I haven't been working on this episode. What do you mean? I've been hacking international secret government and corporate secrets, and I'm going to expose them all. Emily! Brendan, you'll get yourself killed. I'm gonna blow people's minds. Nathan, you are the only one that knows. I can't. I can't. Emily! I can't believe it. I can't believe you committed suicide. Somebody, 911, get help. Emily! Emily! Barbecue! People talking in the background when they're not even there! I was a witness. Emily! Nathan, what's happening? I. Emily! Emily! Well, well, well. Yeah. So, Nathan, what is the... We have a name for uh, for this, this little episode, this series we're doing. Yes, ladies and gentlemen of the What Were They Thinking universe, uh, welcome to our very first episode of the series we are calling Small Screen Shamefuls. And boy, did we start off with a doozy. Oh, well, you know, when you get it, when you establish a new... A part of the format, you gotta start off hot. And that is what we did this week. Uh, I am Brendan. I'm Nathan. And this is, of course, as Nathan said, this is What Were They Thinking? A podcast where we talk about bad to questionable to, I guess, uh, movies made by alien life forms. <laughs> Absolutely. I, oof. <laughs> uh, we are finally stepping inside the twisted, uh, maniacal mind of Mr. Neil Breen. With his, I believe his third feature, uh, Fateful Findings. But uh, we, uh, as you may have heard from the opening, where we uh, each, I guess, had a stroke. Uh, we are <laughs> not alone. Uh, joining us for... Is Emily. Believe, yeah, joining us is Emily. Joining us for, I believe, Emily. The, the, <laughs> the eight or ninth time on the show. Mariah, welcome. Hi. Emily! I can't stop saying that now. Thank you. <laughs> Emily! Emily! Did you pull up a stool for her genitals? Uh, yes, actually. I got it right here for you, baby. Excellent. <laughs> oh, and we're starting off hot with visual gags. <laughs> yep. Always do the visual gags. Gotta do it. Because you'll never know when you're on video. <laughs> <laughs> You never know when you're on video. That's the life yeah. advice we get to start this episode. Thanks. Nathan, were you familiar with Neil Breen at all? I was I was only familiar uh, with this movie by word of mouth. I had not seen it ever before. Mm-hmm. I'd only found out about it because 
the disaster artist came out. Okay. And so I one day I was at work and I kind of got into a, you know, a wiki hole as it were and ended up finding out because let's face it, this guy is definitely peers with old Tommy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they know each other to be honest, but I mean, they make the same caliber quality and type of movie. Mhm. Mm. Yeah. They, they and and we could say right off the bat like I think Nathan and I have said many times we're not the biggest like fans of bad movies like uh like the Sharknado ilk. Yes. Like the ones where they're they're winking and leaning into the camera. Yeah, this is earnestly made as earnest as Jim Varney. I I feel that every wow. Jim Verney movie is ten times better, at least than this. And I was on the that episode. Uh, I don't. I don't know, but I. I think. I think I texted this to you earlier in the week, but I actually I laughed at this movie more than some comedies that I've liked. So yes, there is a, there is laughter to be had. So let's um, before we kind of dive into this movie because I mean we're going to we're going head first. Yeah. Um, I tried so hard to find just like snippets of interviews with actors that may have been in his movies, like in Neil Breen's movies, just to get some sort of uh, snapshot of maybe his state of mind or like the way he <laughs> makes movies. I was really curious. And I did track down two um, interviews with uh, two of the actresses in some of his movies. And one of them was actually the, the woman who we'll talk about a little later, who plays the, uh, the, the wife who projects every line of dialogue in this movie. And oh she said, uh, the auditions were in uh, Mr. Breen's uh, backyard. What? <laughs> and yeah. the movie was shot in his house. That tracks. Oh my God. Which listeners, if you know anything about filmmaking, you probably don't want to film a movie in your own house. Yeah. That it no. takes time. You have to leave everything the way it is. It's it's not a, uh, a fun thing to be living on a set. But it's a Neil Breen movie. Does it matter about uh, I was actually going to say, uh, you're talking about continuity in a Neil Breen I'm just film. talking about in general. Like, it's not a smart okay. method yeah. to take. Um, and, uh, so the other one is uh, an actress named Kathy Corpus, who worked on a different film with Breen. I think this is one that he shot almost all of in the desert. And she said she fought with him all the time. She said it was always so, so hot and he barely had anything to like help cool them down. He forgot to put ice in their cooler, apparently. Um, And there was even a moment here where she said, there were some things here and there and maybe it could equate to like me too type stuff, but I don't want to get into that. What? So we'll just uh, leave that where it is. And she also said that Neil Breen was the only person with the script, and he would not give out copies. <laughs> oh my like a god! Creepy guy, anyways. Like, I mean, I don't him. know. I, I I don't know what he's like. I've I've in interviews, he seems more normal than you'd expect. But you know. Well, I'm gonna be judging a book by its cover, and I, he looks like a fucking creep. So, Fuggo. There we go. Call him. Oh, well, Sam Marovich, you're off the you're yeah. off the block. So yeah, there's there's not a whole lot about Neil Breen from other people, and he like I said he he's had some interviews. In his interviews, he takes them he he 
acknowledges that he knows he has like a, his movies have like a cult following as being like <coughs> as being like funny bad movies. Yeah. But he also says like, but then again, some people really like them, and that that that's true technically. So he said it, I, he doesn't really care so long as they're getting watched. So I mean, it's not quite like a Tommy Wiseau thing where he definitely was all in on the drama at first, right? Yeah. But yeah, and that I guess that leads me to the thing I messaged you while towards the end of my watching of it is mm. that for all of its bizarreness and I think that's the only word I can think of. There are other words that probably fit, but mm-hmm. bizarreness is what I'm going to go with right now. After seeing all that, for all of that and all of its moving parts and how shoddy, this is easily one of the most punk rock things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I, I go, go ahead and explain what you mean by that. This movie was clearly made F, uh, you know, DIY. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. All of it. Mm-hmm. Done it himself. He unashamed, unashamedly, rather, put out this movie and from everything, as you said, just leaning into it. It is absolutely two middle fingers up. I don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do. Live your dream, man. Live your dream. <laughs> Well, and it's funny you say re- he, that he released it because that um, could be a controversial statement. <laughs> because oh. you know the only way, uh, if you wanted to actually buy a yes. Neil Breen film, the only way you can do it is by like for the, for example for this movie, you yep. would have to go to FatefulFindings.biz. It's a biz site, what? and yep. you place an order. He uh-huh. sends you a thin jewel case with a yep. DVD-R, mm-hmm. no artwork, no title, yep. and <laughs> just a giant copyright warning. Wow. Uh, yep, and it takes about a month to get. And you should order it. That we is order it. right. That's punk rock right there. Yep. He's he's making the discs himself and shipping them out himself. Well, and there's a lot of other stuff he does, too, and we'll get into that once we hit the closing credits, so let's just keep oh, that in mind. Does yeah. he, like, have, like, a signed picture of himself or something? No, he, he doesn't go the, the extra mile that Tommy Wiseau oh my gosh. Uh, does. Do your listeners know what he did when you ordered that uh, thing? I got Tommy Wiseau underwear, no big deal. All right, let's get into Fateful Findings. Um, we start off with two kids. They're just playing, they're playing uh, in the field. Well, I know. I thought we started off with an episode of Storage Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, again? Stock footage. Yeah. Well, no, it's not stock footage. It's just no, because we see that later when he when we see yeah, it later in the movie. They're just walking through the the storage facility, and there's a Dybbuk box for some reason. Yep. yep. Smash cut. Kids playing and on a mountain. <laughs> Get used to these. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I know. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm just gonna say it, Nathan. I'm just gonna say it. These are two of the worst child actors I've ever seen. Yep. Uh, they're better than at least forty percent of the adult cast in this. I mean, <laughs> uh, so they find a mushroom, which we know because the uh, male character, who is young Neil Breen, <laughs> okay, says, "Look, <laughs> Leah, a mushroom," and holds that stance for about twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. So that the special effect can transform a mushroom into a treasure box. Uh, we also right. there. They also walked by a uh, like a weird skull that too. moved. 
that moved with them. Yep. And Patty was like, I didn't think there'd be hermit crabs that far out in the desert. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, everyone. All of this will not be explained. Ever. Ever. Nope. Um, so it, it's a magical day, Nathan. It's a ma- it is, and how do we? It's a magical, it's a magical day. day. Yeah, it's a magical day, and how do we know that? Because she writes it in her notebook and, and says part, it like yeah. four times. It's a magical day. At least four times. Well, that okay. We should establish this right now too, because you know we're gonna keep going back to this. Every line in this movie <laughs> is repeated at least twice. Yeah. It's like, he, the way he edited it, it's like he edited it as, as if you didn't hear what the character before said. Like, mm-hmm. they, he, an, he always answers in a way like, yes, of course I am going to the train tonight. Like, it's it's all very, uh, it, it, that's all well and good, but like, <laughs> you don't need to repeat everything. Mm-hmm. But yes, they find a treasure box, and you know, you can't leave an empty treasure box. That's bad luck, as everyone knows. S- so nobody ever <laughs> so they put something back in the treasure box she's like i'm gonna make a bracelet and but you know what it's a sad moment ultimately because leah has to leave it's one of those families oh that's always on it's always moving from here to there this part was so awkward one of the lines as they're leaving they're saying hurry up we gotta get there one somebody says the plane won't leave without us yes it fucking will i wrote down that's not how planes work right <laughs> wait a second uh captain we're gonna leave the airport at nine forty-five, but leah and her family are not here yet <sighs> who the fuck is leah take off <laughs> I, I, her parents clearly don't love her because she didn't have to buckle up at all. Ooh, <laughs> she <that's> did <true>. no. <laughs> She's hanging out of the window like half her body, awkwardly yeah. waving. Yeah, they hi- like Neil Breen managed to find the only two children in the world that don't know how to wave. Oh my god, it's just like <laughs> way like oh my god. Here's visual gags. Again. Yeah, there's Sorry. a you can see Mariah waving, <laughs> and he, the kids slowly running after the slowly oh driving away van. <laughs> supposed to believe that that's neil breen as a young child (laughs) well mm, we'll hold on to that because that's not the biggest problem i have with neil breen being this small child stay tuned (laughs) (laughs) smash cut to neil breen as an adult um i'm gonna say roughly 55 years old just as they were transitioning out of that scene that car that they were driving was easily like a 2000 and Oh Seven. my god. Oh, oh so you're saying this god. this film wasn't uh, period appropriate? Not in the least. So yes, smash cut to when he's 55. And he's just he's walking out of a building talking to his uh fiance on the or I guess his wife on the phone. Not really, he's not saying a well, word. Well, that's what I was going to say. In theory, he's talking to his wife on the phone, but we don't hear his side of the conversation, which oh. I'm fairly certain he just forgot to put in. 100%. Yeah. It's like, it reminds me of Ben and Arthur when it's like, ding, <laughs> Well, nobody was making phone sounds. With I know, their but mouth. whatever. <laughs> no, nobody was making any sounds. With it's their just, it's just inside. her. She's bad at it. His, uh, his, his wife, who has uh, a very uh, broken English, um, talking with him. And suddenly and hilariously, he is hit by a car. Did you notice when he was crossing, he was every time they took a wide shot, it was him alone. But when he went to cross the street, like four or five sets of feet crossed in front of him. 
I thought I was going to have to s- spot small things like that. So I was really watching at the first. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to really look that hard for <laughs> this thing at all. Yep. And like... So he gets hit by a car, and good God, there is more blood on that car than if, like, I I thought, it looked like she hit a horse. Yeah, it's just blood-soaked, the grill. Just, like, absolutely covered in blood. Uh, Like, more blood than is in the fucking Johnny Depp scene in Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, it's just a ridiculous amount of blood. They must have got a deal on it, because they get to use it quite a bit a little bit later here, too. Oh, yeah. You gotta get that R rating. With all that blood, um, and we get a lot of uh, hilarious, hilariously terrible acting from witnesses standing all around. Call nine one one. Call nine one one. Is he dead? Is he dead? It's the Rolls Royce that hit him. I saw it. I'm a witness. That was so bad, and the cell phone didn't even break. What? Yeah, this is a this acts as a, a double as a commercial for I guess an old BlackBerry is what he had, something like that. And then like a faceless person, I don't mean they didn't have a face. I mean they just, oh, you yeah, don't they see their face. Yeah. yeah, you don't see their face. Gets out of the car and hands him a cube, which he clutches and releases. And clutch. It's like is it like a kegel but for his hands? Um, yeah, so he has that, and then the ambulance takes him away, and for some reason this made me laugh, because they just take his phone and put it on his chest. Yeah. That's what, that's how I want to go out. That's, yeah, just in case he wakes up and wants to play Minesweeper, I guess. So they take him to the hospital, uh, there's a bunch of phone calls, and we see his brother, who... I thought it was just another random witness stranger Is until it supposed I found to be out that was his brother. Is it supposed to be his brother? I thought yeah. it was his friend. I thought it was just, yeah, I thought it was just his friend. I thought he was his brother. I think he's his friend. Oh, well, maybe. I, like, I'm not re-watching to find out. I, I don't remember if there was like a line of dialogue. But I thought, yeah, I thought it was just like their neighbor or something. But either way. Mm. Yeah, that other guy <laughs> calls, and for some reason we get like the most like epic action movie shot on him as he's calling the uh, hospital. <laughs> but um, I don't know if you noticed this, but at the hospital when he's in the bed, did you notice that all his medical devices are being controlled by a laptop? Laptops! Oh my god! Oh, uh, no, I didn't notice that. I did notice the awful doctor, <laughs> and he's probably gonna die. <laughs> and the uh, oxygen mask. Oh, well, yeah. Not hooked up to anything? Yep. Uh, no. Well, yeah, but uh, also on the top of were, his... It was, yeah, into the gauze. On top of his face cast. Yep. <laughs> the diaper on his face. The breathing device. The on top of something... On, <laughs> on top of something blocking his nasal passage. Diaper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... As he's laying in there, the do- laying there in the hospital, his wife is there, and I guess his brother slash neighbor, who knows, um, is also there. Um, the, the nurse also the nurse comes in, the blonde nurse, and uh, checks his pulse. Um, even though there's like a heart monitor going, I'm not really sure purposes right. there. And she says, "I'm not. Uh, he's not my patient, but I want to check on him." Yeah. All right. <laughs> Said no doctor or nurse ever. And they treat that line as if it's, like, super important. It isn't, really. <laughs> Mariah w- was upset about something in this scene. And, and Mariah, what was on the uh, the bottom of the hospital floor? Carpet. What? Right. Yeah, There's no. There's carpet this, in a hospital? This- 
This is the second movie we've done that has that. Oh, what's the other? What was the other one? Freestyle. Right. There's a. It was a carpet in a hospital too. There. Yeah. Where yeah. is this in America? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I well, want to freestyle. It was in Canada. <laughs> that, that's oh, true. Damn. Um, but what I what, what we want to point out here too is that when they transition from the hospital to his house, it's the same carpet. Yeah, I, I picked up on that because I'm a carpet enthusiast. <laughs> Well, um, I don't know if you know what the other meaning for that. Is. <laughs> you really like you really like the carpet, eh? Ron? She likes hey, munching hey. on that carpet. Hey, look, we got a we got a whole new uh, running gag. Nope, nope. The carpet muncher Mariah with the big dong. Yeah, that's great. Stephen is gonna love that, dude. See, we're super progressive. Yeah, Twenty nine. <laughs> we are a woke podcast. We are woke. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. This is this podcast is fucking lit. <laughs> oh, all right, we're canceled. And he was all like, "Yeet!" Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Yeet! I am Oops. no. This is no. This is not. <laughs> Yeet! All right. Cut. So anyway, hospital carpet. So Breen Neil Breen um, magically starts coming back to life. And just like gets up and walks out of the oh hospital. We get a nice shot of his anus. Yeah, Dude, just his butt, not his anus. Gross. Whatever. Bending over. I like anus. But the thing word. is, there's there's so many well endowed women in this movie, and all we get his is his hairy bobbin man ass. I'm gonna go ahead and guess that there was supposed to be female nudity, and that these actors and they were have like, said no. hell no. Yeah, these actresses were like. Mm. I'm good. And the closest thing they got to nudity was them not, nobody wearing a bra in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> not even the men. What? 2019, Brandon, get, out, get with it. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Okay. Uh, so, he, uh, so he, yeah, he leaves the hospital. And, of course, what do you do? When you make a quick recovery, Nathan, I don't know if you know this, but the, the most romantic thing you could possibly do is... Is uh, well, first take a shower. That's not the romantic part, but you gotta take a shower with your bandages still on, and then you just like you slow dance with your wife in the shower. Yeah, and, and like they bleed like, profusely. Yeah. Oh, you fucking carry or something in there. Like fuck, <laughs> on your period or what? <laughs> what? That was Mariah that said that, not Nathan or Brendan. I just want to point yeah, that out. She's a chick, so it's cool. <laughs> yep. Um, so it was that broad that said it there. <laughs> Smash cut to his head hurting, <laughs> and he just starts destroying laptops, which will also become a running thing in this movie. But the thing is, he took a giant diaper off his face. Yeah. Bloody diaper. In the next scene, we see him, he's got like a little square bandage up on his forehead. Of course. It's a smash cut. Oof. It's the, uh, I believe that's the wiki definition of a smash cut. <laughs> the band-aid has to get smaller, and the scene doesn't make any sense. And you feel like you've been smashed in the nuts. <laughs> yep, you've been smashed in the nuts, and now you're cut. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and then all of a sudden he's like, there's like another jump cut to like him talking to his, his editor because he's writing a book, and he's just like, leave me alone! Does anybody, has anybody ever noted to this poor chap that not every bit of dialogue needs a close-up <laughs> uh well when you have the the uh the raw sex appeal of a neil breen yeah, it's um, not just him he, everybody 
in well, this movie got I mean, a close-up for dialogue. He was just being nice to the other people. Like They were probably asking, like, why all these close-ups Neil Breen? He's like, all right, everybody can be just as sexy as me. I guess. <laughs> Enough about Neil Breen. Nathan, Nathan, we had to meet the neighbors. The drunk asshole and his wife. <laughs> also a drunk bitch. Also, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I mean, alternately, she's an ice queen to him. Yep. And, or she is tired that she's ignoring him and vice versa with him. Yeah, she her her um personality seems to be whatever the opposite of whatever the husband is doing at the time. Yes. She like also I, like enunciates like enunciates oh, every line and just like oh yells. Her projection of every line of dialogue. I'm very busy. My back is killing me. My office at the bank is having major problems. I, I will so say, um, oh, just, it's a shame they couldn't get their cycles synced up. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I wow. mean, wow. if they could have, they might have, you know, those two crazy kids might have made a go of it. Nathan, I have to ask you something because you just said that. Mm-hmm. Where is this coming from? Um, Neil Breen, I don't believe, has ever actually used a laptop at this point in his life, in his they're real not, life. This doesn't look like it, they're turned on. They're not turned on. No, they're not. And he's just doing marionette typing. He's not actually typing. It's just his hands coming up and down and clacking down on the keys. At one point when I was typing notes while watching this movie, the stool, like the, I had the laptop set up a little higher than I was sitting. And I was looking at how I was typing. I was like, holy fuck, I'm typing like Neil Breen in this movie. <laughs> um, he asks for his pills because, you know, he's got some pain pills for after his horrific uh, car accident, which I don't know why he would need them if he just suddenly magically recovered but and let's just talk about the fact at this point he is asking her to get his pills yep okay he says i need my pills she throws them to him then he says "Mm, never mind i don't need these pills Then why did you ask for them? Yep. Pours them down the toilet, and then we uh, oh we get god, the that, oh my god that scene. We get the subtle subtle references that his wife is a pill popper. Why would you put you mean your hand the subtle in the reference toilet? where she reaches into the toilet, mm-hmm. fishes out the pills, yeah, uh-huh. puts them aside. The toilet pills, and you she's gonna eat those <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> toilet pills. <laughs> well, you never had that on a t-shirt. You never. Yep. You never had uh, good old toilet pills with your meal? Would it be like diluted or whatever? Diluted? Toilet pills is the name of my next punk band. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just Neil Breen's face. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, so then she scoops out the pills. Cut to smash cut. Uh, <laughs> Neil Breen walking into a mansion, question mark, and apparently it's also a therapist's office. Oh my god. And we see this scene this uh, scene later, too. Yeah, what did you oh. call him, Nathan? You texted me something. Dr. Boardroom. <laughs> Dr. Boardroom, yeah, it's a conference room. He walks, it's obviously, yeah, a conference room from, like, some kind of university <laughs> building or something. better than the other it, one. Dude, no, honest to god. It reminded me of the time when uh, we were shooting vignettes for the XWA, 
and we shot vignettes in a conference room at my work. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. But here's the thing, but it made sense because those scenes that we shot there were supposed to take place in a conference room. Not a doctor's office. If I walked into my doctor's office, he'd get a new office. I mean, I walked in for my first appointment there, and um, there was a boardroom. I'm like, I, I, I think I'm just gonna go to the after hours clinic. Yeah, and also like another thing is we another thing we kind of talked about off air, but <laughs> when we talked about Vampire's Kiss, I wonder if it's a situation like Elizabeth Ash- Ashley just like uh, he's setting up his patients with each other. That's why he has the boardroom. He's really he's a matchmaker at heart. Um, and he offers such uh, wonderful advice by saying, "I congratulated you on your book." He says, "I'm feeling less stable." End of scene. Yeah, that is the whole scene in the fucking therapist's office. Um, at this point, Neil Breen uh, tries to make himself coffee, and this is kind of like, oh, did you God. did you notice the like Looney Tunes moment here? Like, you mean uh, where he spilled almost everything, spilled nothing, and then woke up and spilled? That, and also, like, when, so he spills his coffee and, like, f- like passes out, I guess. But then yeah. he comes to long enough to, like, comically lick his lips. <laughs> like, like reaching for some coffee. Oh. And then just falls. Uh, and then just faints right back again. <laughs> And just lays there in the coffee. Yep. That's how I want to go out. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, that is dire. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go. Let's let's go, let's go to this dinner scene here. Oh God, this scene. Oh. Oh no! Don't isn't don't we get to see Jim's car first? Oh, there's just there's just them arguing again. Yeah, because he's working but on he, it. But they've got a goddamn Ferrari in this movie. <laughs> Well, if Burdemic is to be believed, you can't get a chick without a hot Ferrari. Oh my god. I'm Can I just like get out? Like I'm done. <laughs> See you later. I'm back. Oh, okay. thanks, Brian. Uh they don't have any uh any food yet uh, while they're eating dinner, but uh we do meet the daughter of the neighbors and she says, "I'm hungry." I can't wait for dinner. Is this supposed to be sexual? Or is she just not sure how to deliver that? I'm really hungry. I'm so hungry. I can't wait for dinner. Like, what do you think, Nathan? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I, (laughs) pause it. Uh, theory. I, I, there's, there's no sense to be found in madness. My favorite, though, is uh, them asking uh, Neil Breen, like, oh, man, you were in such a horrific accident. Like, it's crazy you made such a fast recovery. And he says, I've got great family genes, but I'm still in pain. (laughs) Yes. Or, like, he spills his, uh, the guy spills his, like, beer all over the table, and, like, it just cuts to somebody else. And he's like, what? Why? why?" (sighs) He spills his, no, he spills his beer, and then he's like, can I have some more wine? Anyway, they never end up eating dinner. Is the point? <laughs> yeah, and we're, I, 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 they guess they were supposed to set. They didn't really set much of anything up with his drunkenness, other than this comedic ish scene. Yeah. Later, when he hits on somebody, and and, and I think that's it. But now, 
This is the part of the movie I had to pause and make sure that I was in the real world. This is the first okay. first of those times. Because for this suddenly to become a plot about this, like you think like, okay, this is a fu- like a fucking weird movie, obviously. It's yeah. made by a guy who is a uh, quirky, uh, weird dude. For this to suddenly <laughs> morph into a movie about a guy who is hacking into national and international groups to expose political corruption. When the fuck did that plot start? He did not look like he was able to start up Windows 95. <laughs> yeah, d- judging by the way he treats those laptops, how the fuck is he hacking stuff? And, like, it just it it comes out of nowhere like an RKO. And he Boom. keeps throwing books at his laptops. Like, it just, like... <laughs> He just throws something. Like, well, like, alone. I think, but I don't. You know, he probably watched some, you know, hacker movies to hackers. do some research. Like, yeah, hackers. Black and hat. Antitrust and enemy of the state. Manos, the hands of fate. Yeah. You probably well, thought that was a hacking movie. Well, for the hand motions that he does when he's hacking. I think he saw those movies and, you know, they all had multi-screen setups because it's not uncommon to have a dual monitor setup. Yeah. (laughs) But I think he equated the amount of monitors with the amount of power or the ability to hack. So he said, well, if they're using two, uh, Dylan should use at least five. To show how good of a strong hacker he is. But he's such a good hacker, Nathan, that he doesn't even need to have them on. He just has one of them on facing away from the camera, and he's good to go. Well, he has supernatural yep. powers. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, not yet, but he does. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, let's not give too much Sorry. away. Jeez. Everyone will turn off. They'll be like, I'm done listening to this <laughs> nut job. Too many spoilers. Nut job. Yeah. Nut yeah. job, Mariah. Well, nut job because of your giant penis. <sighs> no, you would give her a nut job. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> okay. Ew. And the, and all the stuff he's saying about the corrupt governments and the hacking that he's gonna do, I was like, man, is this like a, a like a eight chan origin movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's about as stable as I'm just saying. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and like, did you notice that whenever he talks about it too, he just like, he kind of just uses buzzwords. He doesn't really understand what he's talking about. Yeah. He, a lot, sometimes he's not even using them in context. He probably no, just read like hackers for dummies or something. And like, try to like <laughs> m- mesh words together. Hackers, the novelization. Yeah. You know how he, we said he probably watched those, you know, all those terrible hacker movies for the. You know, in regards to research for what he was doing, he probably did that. He probably just was like, oh, I don't understand what that word means. That sounds technical, so I'll write it down. <laughs> Teraflops. <laughs> Gigabyte. He seems right. like one of the, every time somebody comes, like, in the work, they, uh, they say, I'm a tech uh, technology dinosaur. That's probably what he is. Oh, a tech dinosaur. Jesus. Stop, stop leaning into your ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> but his wife's pill taking for pain relief has gotten out of control. Your pill taking for pain relief has gotten out of control. I told you this was going to drive us apart. Okay, so 
he he wrote this. Yep. And directed it as well. And produced it and starred in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, all that stuff. Brennan, if you were to take the time to craft a script, mm-hmm. especially with a character in it, with you playing that character in mind, so basically you're writing a character for yourself. Sure, sure. Would you not know exactly how that character would sound as they spoke, as they emoted, how they would react in the scene? Given that you're writing it for yourself, therefore it probably has some sort of personal connection to you. Of course. This did not come off like that <laughs> at all. No. Yeah, just like he's, careless. Yeah, he's he's all over the place in this movie. It it sounds like somebody who is 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 reading uh like spot lines for an edition Mm -hmm. yeah they're just the person who's like and now we have to go here and then the actor then delivers their audition to the like as responding to those lines that's what he sounds like the flat delivery guy well and not only does he not know anything about technology or probably pills, because he says you're pill-taking for pain relief. But I would argue, as this next scene begins, he doesn't really know anything about romance. Because (laughs) after their argument, after the argument with him and his wife, they, they return to his laptop room, and suddenly they just can't control themselves. Oh my god. But here's the the thing. sorry. Sorry, but they end on a line... Where they're holding hands, and they're like, it's a sweet moment, we'll talk about it, we'll, you know, like that. Then, cut to Smash them. Cut. I don't know if it's Smash Cut, or if it's supposed to be what happens next. I just think everything in this movie is Smash Cut. In, this, in the scene, they're holding hands just like they were in the previous scene, and they throw their hand, I'm done talking, I was like, you just said we're going to talk about it. Yeah. And you haven't talked yet. And you're done talking. Yeah. And then they have like awkward top ripping dances. Okay. So this is what I was going to say. So when you're, when they're sitting on the couch, you can clearly see that her shirt is fucking cut. So they can cut, like go to the next scene and rip their clothes off. Yes. It's clearly like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> they Hulk Hogan their shirts together. Gimmick. They awkwardly. Gimmicked. Yeah. G- yeah. Gimmick to their shirts. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, okay, so his idea of a, um, oh god, I've just like, you know, I'm, I'm out of control, I just need to have you right now, is to kind of rip at each other's shirts, uh, he throws a bunch of papers in the air, oh, he no. slowly, <laughs> Gross slowly, kiss. slowly shoves laptops onto the ground, uh, lots Poor of, laptops. yeah, lots of weird pecks on the lips, very like that's all he does, just like mwah, mwah, mwah. Um, and uh, he, uh, the, you know, that's that's all it is. That's that's that that is like I think that's like if a if a an eight year old wrote what he thought was a sex scene, like that would be the sex scene. Like oh, and then they just kiss each other it's a bunch, like, a lot. She, like, yeah, that like actress, like that could be his daughter. She deserves a medal. I mean, she honest does. to God. Because not since Hollywood homicide have I been so revulsed at the thought of somebody having relations than when when this dude, Neil Breen, in this movie. Yeah. 
So what you're saying is it just took you a while to get there. Uh, after this kissing scene, he meets with a therapist in a broom closet. A, a different one. therapist. Yes. Okay. So oh God, his so medical bad. doctor can afford a boardroom. Yep. But his psychotherapist can afford folding chairs in a church closet. But I mean, shortly after that, she she says she knows about his gift or something, um, and uh, so shortly after that, you know what he does? He goes back to work on his laptops. His awful writing. He uh, he says the same lines twice in a row. Also, like yeah, when he's working away on his laptops, his wife is there, and he's being all like nice to her and stuff. And then he goes, "I'm sorry, but I have too much to do. You need to go away now." <laughs> That's what that's what uh, Brennan does when he's editing. Yep. <laughs> Leave me alone. Cut to immediately him saying, I, I'm sorry I pushed you away. Yeah. <laughs> but then Breen admits to his wife, he's hacking the motherfucking world. Hack the planet! Hack the planet! And then she says, you could be killed. Nobody reacts. Everybody reacts as if they're sure that he's going to be super successful with this. Like, look at him. Nobody reacts like, what the fuck are you talking about, you raving lunatic? <laughs> That's just it. If if you, if if I were to say that to Patty, or if you were to announce that to Mariah, the first thing they would do is, like, I need to get him help because he's clearly schizophrenic. Yeah. <sighs> And I love how he keeps telling people, you're the only one that knows. <laughs> he tells, like, five people that. I clearly asked the viewer. Yeah. Um, you got you to make sure you get that those lines in as much as possible. People got to know what he's doing on the side. Uh, but now it's time for a barbecue. And oh my god! As far audio. as I can tell, well, as far as I can tell, at this barbecue, based on what I can hear, anyway, guys, there seems to be uh, fifty people there. Oh my god! But yeah. I don't see fifty people there <laughs> because he's mixed in. And here's the crazy thing: like, I don't even know why you would need to mix in a bunch of people there because, in the terms of the movie, we know there's only like three couples. Yes. So I don't know why in the story he'd be like, oh, it's obviously a huge barbecue with a million people. Because this is an extension of me, and therefore I must look like I have a ton of friends. Did you also note, Mariah actually pointed this out when we watched it, but did you also notice how every one of these couples is like a much older man with a much younger woman? And the woman has no bra? What? We already already said that. I know, keep bringing it up. I'm, it's just, yeah, like repeating like every line in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Emily! Emily! Because, Emily! Uh, the nurse comes in, which again, how many movies have we had where the nurse like goes beyond what she should do yeah, or say? Like, the, who would think like, you know, like... Isn't that like breaking some kind of policy? But the nurse is like, this is my uh, gay Italian fiancé, Tim. Um, so because, I thought she was a doctor. I didn't think she was a nurse. Uh, oh, maybe yeah. That's my that's my uh, <laughs> internal. Oh, you're not you're not woke at all, are you? Brandon? That's my inter- wow. internalized misogyny coming through. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna edit that out, right? Nope. Oh, okay. the world needs to know. I don't know. Probably. You'll get yourself killed. <laughs> <laughs> 
This movie, we haven't even gotten to the craziest shit yet. So, yeah. So Let we f- that sink in. We, Let yeah, that sink in. Exactly. We find out that this doctor, this uh, uh, female doctor, if you can imagine such a thing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, I think it's They funny. have that in, like, movies in real life? <laughs> what? Oh, my goodness. They, uh, so, he finds out that it's Leah. The girl from when they were kids. Yes. And we now, know that long before because she has the bracelet. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Number one, she still has that notepad. That's uh, this, this, not... part, this I don't understand. This part. Okay. Oh, my God. Number one, she still has the notepad, which has no wear and tear on it whatsoever. Still says it's a magical day. Worse than that, they were kids together. He is... Um, conservatively 25 years older than her 100 mm-hmm. <laughs> percent. so there is no earthly way they were children together the only way i think i would have maybe given this a pass on that is if they had had a line of dialogue earlier man it's really good that you were able to you know kick the junk habit dylan because it added 25 years to your life oh my god remember when you had that reverse jack disease dylan (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it it, it's it's a thing of course neil breen saying like yeah we look about the same age (laughs) uh so there so he he notices it's leah and of course we know that because he says, it's you, it is you, oh my god, it's you, at least five different ways. <laughs> and sees the notebook that she has in her pocket. Um, and then they all, and then he starts holding her hand, like, right in front of everyone yes, in a sensual way. The whole way. thing is taking front, the whole, all that discussion, in front of everybody to hear and see. Uh, this is where the drunk dude starts hitting on, uh, tries to grab at uh, Neil Breen, or Neil Breen's wife. Yeah, but it's all ADR. All we see is their feet. It's like feet acting. <laughs> well, and like, what is she doing, Mariah? After they had just been eating, what is she doing after that scene? Cooking more food. Yeah. Cut to all of them posing for a group photo, I guess, with no cameraman. And then we go to him perving on his knees. Oh, yeah. This is the Lolita section of the film. Which, why? I... <sighs> Neil Breen, when you wait, see, I I feel like Neil Breen is like, no, I have to make sure that that everyone is attracted to me in this movie. Yeah, I it, it, that's what it felt like. The whole thing is just like I, everyone needs to know that I am the most irresistible man, <laughs> and it's shut down so quickly because she does this whole thing where she's like, she gets into like his pool naked, and then he goes, "Don't do that again." That's it. Yeah. This is just, he just puts an end to it right there. There's no drama. There's no intrigue. Please stop. You can't do this. Please don't do it anymore. Oh, but now it gets ramped up another notch. <laughs> because <laughs> the drunk dude is working on his car. Yeah. The wife gets a gun. Yep. She has a gun with an entire holster and everything. They Well, they have a fight. Where they they throw their booze at each other. Yep. And she alternates from dry shirt to wet shirt several times. Gets the gun and is yelling about how he cares more about the car than her. Now, as we said earlier, 
he was complaining that she wasn't showing him any affection and she was making it clear that she didn't want really any. So it seems to me that him loving the car more than her is a win-win situation. I don't know why she was complaining or started shooting. Well, I think it just goes back to her opinion being the opposite of whatever he's saying at the time. (laughs) And so while she is committing, you know, vehicular manslaughter. Auto side? I guess. She tries to shoot the car first, I think. Yes. No, yeah. she is. The idea is she's shooting the car, and she inadvertently shoots him because <laughs> he jumps she... in the way of the bullet. Oh, I didn't catch that. I'm pretty sure that's what happened because I saw I him. I just like... figured it was uh, it was an errant bullet because she had no idea that there was going to be like recoil on the gun. Oh no, I think she's an excellent marksman. I think he just because like when they show her aiming, <laughs> I thought he like jumped a little bit or like moved in the way or something. <laughs> But uh, she she shoots him again with uh, I mean an elephant's quantity of blood. Yeah, and they I think they say get help, call nine one one conservatively four dozen times in this scene. <laughs> the daughter shows up and has the most awkward like. Dad, Dad. Yeah, but isn't it like shot out of order too? Because she like shows up and she's like, "You killed him, Dad." Dad! Dad! Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So Neil Breen shows up. He sees, he's like, Jim! Jim! And Oh, before you get that, the wife then says that he shot himself. Yeah, she's like, he committed I, suicide. Yeah, she's like, she, I led him to she, suicide! She you, sticks the gun down next to his hand like the daughter didn't just see you standing there with a the gun in your hand over her father's body. <laughs> you know how your dad was. Yeah. Um, but then Neil yeah, Breen shows up and has his Hamlet soliloquy, I guess. My favorite line in this entire movie. He says, I can't believe you committed suicide. I cannot believe you committed suicide. How could you have done this? How could you have committed suicide? I can't help you out of this one, Jim. And he like puts it, his like the blood all over his like. Like, he starts, like, face and stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like goddamn war paint. Yeah. He's like, gotta uh, use his blood now, I guess. This was the, the, like, one of the one lines that Patty really remembered from the movie because we were talking about it earlier with Mike. And uh, when I was bringing this scene up, she goes, I can't help you, Jim. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) so mad at this movie. Greatest (laughs) line in cinema. (laughs) Brendan, like, replayed it, like, four or five times. <laughs> I did. I'm not going to lie. Along with uh, another scene later, but we'll get to that. So, I mean, he's upset, but he kind of gets over it pretty quickly. <laughs> he starts just, he's just reading calmly. Yep, he gets a call from his editor. He's like, I'm not writing this book anymore. I'm hacking government secrets. No more books! <laughs> no more. Uh, and then we go to the foil shrine. What was up with that? Oh, yeah, the garbage bag dream thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with the naked. No, never mind. Yeah, that, no, that's it, where he's, like, naked. Oh. And then he's naked with, quote-unquote, Leah. But as Mariah pointed out, it's definitely color. the drunk uh, wife actress. Well, I don't even know if it's that, because, like, she has darker hair. So oh, okay. It just makes me think that, like, it feels like some of it was done for, like, an avant-garde, fr- like, the Fringe Festival. 
and someone just videotaped it, and he was like, you know, I could use that. Yeah, it's like, um, like at one point I wrote down, this is David Lynch in a way. <laughs> David Lynch, if he had suffered severe head trauma. <laughs> David Lynch with no hidden purpose. No. Um, but, so, he's still going to see this. So, okay, and this is where the shots get out of control. Because, like, he goes back to that first therapist, Dr. Boardroom, as you said. Yeah. And, I mean, I think we cut to another day because his suit changes. Yeah, okay. Like, that made no that made no sense. Um, and... <laughs> and even. at one point, he's, like, talking to his wife because she's distraught. And he thinks she's distraught because she blames herself for Jim killing himself. My note is, why would she feel bad? Yeah, the wife is like, I didn't let him grab my ass, and that's why he killed himself. Yeah, I, re- I rebuffed his advances. That must have what drove him over the edge. Well, so, you know, cheat on your husband or get raped? to save the guy's life i don't see how why she would feel bad that he was dead at all yep that uh that that, uh, i'm gonna go on a limb and say it doesn't make sense none whatsoever but infidelity thankfully is not one of neil breen's worries because he has no problem going into the forest with leah and like making out with her yeah taking their shirts off taking their just around like their shoulders though yeah again another half shirt sex scene (laughs) and by sex scene of course we want to let our listeners know we're referring to two people going yeah and then they just kiss the whole lot that's what a sex scene is right yeah yeah yeah. you just kiss a whole lot your lips go against each other and uh and then you just smile and smash cut (laughs) and they walk by the creepy skull Oh, they walk by the creepy skull and they dig up their magic mushroom, which I <laughs> wish I had while I was watching this movie. Right. The <laughs> um, didn't move this time. Right, because the magic was gone. Sure. It's That's the symbol of the magic of childhood. It's a, right. no longer a magical day. Yeah, it's no longer a magical gotcha. day. <laughs> it all makes sense. Um, and it's at this point where the wife has been taking... Neil Breen's pills that he's supposed to be his taking. His toilet pills. Yeah, his toilet pills. And she actually overdoses. And this is... You may be wondering why Mariah kept saying... Emily! And that's because that's what Neil Breen says when he comes into the room and finds his wife overdosed and dead. It was you. I'm, no. I don't understand that. It, I know it was you. What the fuck does that mean? I don't fucking know. Okay. The and pills? then he doesn't even tell people. He texts them. <laughs> no! Wait, what the... But Nathan, he literally looks at his phone and says, Emily's dead. Yeah. And that's it. That is it. That is all he does. Emily's dead. He doesn't mourn at all. He just kind of moves on. I'm surprised they didn't have him hook up with the fucking female neighbor at one point. He goes back with the he goes back to the psychotherapist or I like okay first of all it looks like he's talking to her over a speakerphone. Yeah. So sad. Did you And they do a couple of exchanges like that and then he's in the room with her. 
Yeah, that didn't make it because I thought he was talking to her on the phone. Yeah, and then she <laughs> was answering, but in a room. Yeah. And not on a phone. Um, it's kind of sad where, like, she is literally wearing the same clothes and he wears different clothes and she just wears the same outfit. Well, I think she's a ghost. <laughs> Who the fuck did her makeup? Is it, Poor girl. Yeah. But isn't she supposed to be, like, a spirit or something? Because she, like, disappears later. Oh, isn't there, she like, does. a sign on the door? Oh, is that, la- like, later? They leave a post-it. She's oh, yeah. not here yeah, anymore. Post-it. That's later, <laughs> post-it note. Yeah. Um, so, okay, this is, right now, this is my favorite scene in the entire movie. Okay, oh it's either my second, first or second favorite. Which one is it? So, right before this moment, so Neil Breen, of course, he's got to tell Leah that he's hacking government secrets, right? Oh, no. Yeah. But just before that, no. he eats no. a plate of spinach. With nothing oh. on it. Just a plate of spinach. This is, wait, wait. Yeah, as this is one where, does. This is the part where Brendan almost cried. I almost cried because I didn't understand what was going on. This, like, I just... I was in shock. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> so he eats a plate of spinach, or eats like a bite of a plate of spinach. Sets it on top of some like papers that are oh not God. sturdy at all. No. It falls. Clang, clang, clang. There's kind of a weird shot of uh, of Leah laughing. Cuts to him. He does his weird smile. And then he just starts talking about the hacking. I was like, oh! What the fuck was that? The only thing I can think is that it was his idea of a relationship montage. Yeah. I, that was well, so bad. I, it didn't, didn't make any sense. It was like it was like he wanted some levity in the movie. It's been a real intense movie so far. What's he, yeah. fucking Popeye? Like, why is he just eating spinach? <laughs> and smiling like an idiot while he delicious. does Delicious. Mmm, delicious. It has nothing on it. And when he smiles, it, like, makes this sound. He's like... Mm. <laughs> Ew. You're, you're hacking again, and he just murders some more laptops. Yeah, it just... But, uh, of course, then um, the plot really gets... <laughs> what am I talking about? There's no fucking plot. At this point, the, um, Leah uh, is just walking home. Oh, God. And gets no. jumped... By an FBI agent. It's so which fucking is, awkward. Which is just like a 25-year-old dude with a hoodie. And... They're dancing. Why, well, yeah, why didn't he just jump her from behind? And he's trying to chloroform her. And they have that awkward, super awkward, fake, like, struggle. Yeah, so he chloroforms her and takes her away. Of course, Neil Breen uh, gets home and can't find Leah, so he calls her and leaves, like, a 20-minute voicemail. Rather than, you know, cutting it short, calling the cops and saying, I think my girlfriend's been abducted. I think my childhood friend who's somehow 25 years younger than me <laughs> is I abducted. Just underst- I just don't understand this movie. Like how really? he thinks that, I know, but like just thinking about it now, like how he thinks like, oh my God, we haven't seen each other in years. Let's uh, hook up. Like what? It's not, that's not how it works. <laughs> they were in love when they were kids. Because like... it was a magical day. <laughs> Neil Breen goes to ki- goes to save Leah. Um, he he finds he goes back. Hey, we're going back to Storage Wars. Um, <laughs> yep. He finds yeah. her. He finds her in a locker. He uh, can turn invisible. Remember how we found out he could do that? No, we didn't. He just can do it. And it was weird because there were tons though. of shots before where you would see just these feet disappear. And reappear. Oh, yeah. On the same carpet as the hospital. Right. 
I thought that was, yeah, I, I didn't know who that was supposed to be. And then I thought it was just like someone following him or something. I thought it was the FBI. Once yeah. this bombshell was dropped on us, I was like, was so was was that him the whole time? They were just hinting at the fact that he can do that. <laughs> um, well, okay, Let, we only got a little bit left here till we get to the crazy ending here. So let's let's go through all this like the paranormal activity shit that's happening in this house. Um, he saves Leah, by the way, obviously. Yeah, and they yeah phase through door or walls. He has to tell um the neighbor's kid again to stop trying to fuck him which i don't know why we were going back to that all of a sudden but he does that that was not a thing that was going on yeah that was wrapped up in two and a half minutes (laughs) it it was only and they it it, they only used it to dovetail into her saying that she saw her mother kill her dad yeah they could have gotten to that without the whole stop trying to fuck me i know i'm i know i'm the sexiest man alive And I think that's the only reason why it's there. True. He's got to keep reassuring the audience. Yeah. Uh, So the paranormal activity shit starts happening in his house. The stuff keeps moving. Uh, He goes to consult uh, Wally in the desert. (laughs) Man, some of the stuff that went on in in this and also one of the earlier paranormal montages, uh, it made me think, is this like a a ring video? Am I going to get a phone call? (laughs) Uh, after I'm done watching this movie, seven days. There you go. <laughs> Wrestling reference. Got it in. Wait, I don't know how this works. Patreon exclusive. Nathan, am I Emily, alive? Emily. Emily. Uh-huh. Emily. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this real life? So, um, this yeah. One of my fantasy. notes. I can tell my a landslide. <laughs> no escape from reality. <laughs> Open I can... your eyes. Just look to the skies and see. <laughs> Mamma mia. What? Galileo. Galileo Freakalo. Okay. Anyway. So... We've just inadvertently written the sequel to this movie. Um, Like, I can tell the state of my brain at this point watching the movie because one of my notes just says, ghosts again? I don't know. <laughs> can we just talk about how bad, like, the like the smoke on the screen gets and the creepy music? It looks like a Photoshop. It's like smoke. It's like the uh, yes. smoke. So she's right because every time that there's one of those weird effects, like it, it, it looks like a just like, whoosh, and they uh, like the most poorly drawn wind effect pushes a drawer open or something. Yeah, it's the smoke monster from Lost, right? Or from uh, Cartoon All Stars: The Rescue. Oh, is oh my god! If it was George C. Scott, that would have been so great. <laughs> Snap! It's part of that cinematic universe now. <laughs> Which puts it in the same cinematic universe as Garfield, Alf, the Muppet Babies, the Ninja Turtles, Alvin Simon, and Theodore. So, Nathan, the final uh, bit of this movie, and might be the craziest. Okay, so I just want to be sure. That Dybbuk box, the, 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 that book thing, that doesn't pay off at all. Nope. No. Okay, just to be fair, because we... To be fair, to be fair. To be fair... We mentioned it earlier at the very first in the first Storage Wars section where he just go they, there's a Dybbuk box and I'm like that thing is haunted and it's not because it doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's it's one of the many things in this movie that is introduced and then quickly dropped. Yeah. So let's get yeah to the the part like yeah. the part. So the, possibly the greatest green screen in the history of film. 
uh, he is standing in front of the. Uh, is this supposed to be the green screen? What Washington Monument or White House? No, I think it's just supposed to look like some generic government building with columns, like a courthouse. Yeah, but he has a major announcement, and we've been hinting at this very subtly right. the entire and movie. He's, he's standing in front of it, and everybody else who's there, regardless of what direction they're supposed to be facing, are also standing exactly in front of it at the same angle as he is. <laughs> Posing together, as of course humans do. Not yes. awkward at all. He says, I have discovered more information than any hacker has ever. I want to be honest with all of you. I've been hacking into government and corporate systems all over the country. All over the world. I have discovered more information than any hacker ever has. Ever. What I have found will shock you. Here are the files and supporting documents and supporting truths, the factual documents I'm releasing these files to the public today. How do these senators and politicians respond in kind? Well, they deliver a quick mea culpa, and then, you know, well, three of them shoot themselves. Yeah, it's like a fucking montage of suicide. Jesus but Christ. If that's, if, and if those are supposed to be happening at the press conference, the press conference doesn't stop. Nope. Not only does it not stop, but he smiles. Yeah, they cut back to him a couple times, and he's delivering more speech while smiling, and then they cut back to somebody else giving a mea culpa and then clipping themselves. And then cutting back to, like, news footage of a, of a podium with, like, people cheering in the background. Still. Yeah. Cheering these suicides. And, and for the... Uh, other people who get up and deliver the mea culpas and don't kill themselves in front of everybody. Don't worry, folks. They're going to do it later at home. Now, so there's like <laughs> the one that had like the carbon monoxide one there when the car. Yeah. That mm-hmm. one, there was that she literally was in her car and then she fell asleep. Well, no. And she put the window all the way up. Yeah, there was That's nothing like no. There's, there's nothing feeding usually, the carbon monoxide into the car. It's like a tube. It's sometimes it's like represented by like a tube going in the window, or like the windows open a crack with the garage closed, and that window was up all the way. So there's no way she so died she like that. She just literally just fell asleep in her car. That's <laughs> maybe that was her. Maybe that's what he meant to say. Like that senator's still out there. Stay tuned for yeah. fateful findings too. And when the the guy, uh, what I think it was like the black senator, uh, he smiled. Uh, yeah, he took a bunch of pills and then like, boom, I'm overdosing right now. Smile. (laughs) And one of the guys who shoots himself just gets up and says, I'm the president of the bank. I resign today as president of the bank. So fucking vague. We We were all under pressure to operate in a deceiving way and cheat the customer. Goodbye. He actually says goodbye. During this scene, I had to pause the movie 
because I couldn't stop laughing. Because you were dying laughing. I just, just killing myself laughing. Oh, and then meanwhile, Neil, somebody meanwhile, tries to assassinate Neil Breen while this yes. is happening, oh, yeah, and he randomly. fucking shoots them in the head with his mind. I don't know because my note is who shot that guy. I think he did it with his mind. Patty was, like, super raging at this movie by this point. Like, oh, this is movie did magic. She watch, did she watch uh, Ben and Arthur with you? Yes, and she actually really got a kick out of Ben and Arthur. Oh, my God. Oh, so good. So, after all the uh, political suicides yeah. and the uh, Neil Breen mind assassinating someone... Uh, Just real quick, during that mind assassination, did you know even the sniper was set up in front of the same building that Neil Breen was standing in front of at the exact same angle? What the fuck? That is filmmaking at its finest. Give that man an Oscar. Small screen shamefuls, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Uh, Because the movie ends with Neil Breen and Leah simply walking away, and then that stupid smoke thing just comes across the screen. I was waiting for them to turn into centaurs. Oh, it's so great. Or if they both just disappeared for some reason. And it had a real Billy Jack ending to it. Oh, how he, like, avenged everything? And he just kind of looks over his shoulders and stuff, <laughs> with like with like un- unwarranted violence. <laughs> yeah, um, this movie is fucking insane. So the last thing I want to say about the movie itself, though, as its ending, I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, like Neil Breen. So in the credits, there's a credit that says anything that says N or R. I think it's N or R is associated with Neil Breen. So if you look yeah. at the N credits, N or B, I think, or, B or yeah, something like that. So anything, so that's almost every credit. So not only did he write, direct, produce, star, edit, cinematography, he also did yeah. the catering. He also did <laughs> the grip, like the lighting, sound design. He did. He was a one man crew, almost. Yeah. Which I mean, ugh. <laughs> at least you tried. Hey, at least, give him that. at least you tried. And the lesson is never try. Um, so now we come to the end. So Mariah, you're a guest. Would you um recommend that people watch this? Just not obviously not as a good movie, but would you recommend people watch this? Did you think it was uh, a good, good bad movie? Uh yeah, I'd say if you're gonna watch it, uh, don't do it sober. Because <laughs> um, I think it'd be a lot more fun if you're. Uh, you might cry. Yeah, if you're intoxicated with something. <laughs> you're so quiet. What? Uh, Nathan. N- no. I would. I'm sorry. No, I would. I recommended not recommend it already. This. Yeah, I already recommended it to like a bunch of people to watch it because it's free on Pornhub. What? What, <laughs> the, what the fuck had that happen? All right, because you I... can put Disney movies on there, can't you? You said. Can you put like Disney movies on there? There have been, yeah. Yes, okay, thank what you. What is this world I live in? So, Nathan, you're saying no, not even as like, just have to see to believe? I, I don't know, man. I, I've actually told a few people about it this week because we were doing it. And uh, as I'm describing it, I'm doing nothing but saying how absolutely just insufferable this movie is. 
And by the time I got to the, the finish of my explanation, I got to find out that a lot of the people I know are just as fucking masochistic as you are because they were like, oh, I got to see this movie now. Oh, man. I, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and say, hell yes, I recommend this. This is like, you can have, okay, I love how good, bad the room is and Birdemic, hilarious. You can have all those movies, folks. I found a new love and it's called Fateful Findings. And, uh, yeah, Neil Breen is my spirit animal. I just obviously it's one of the worst movies ever made, but it's just, so insane it, and it's I so know, earnest but... and it's so like it's so like it just like you said it's punk rock and I'm just like I love that he just went and made this insane movie and just didn't bat went an eye or care what all a out. person thought. Yeah. And I just, I kind of, in a super weird way, I kind of admire that. So that's, I, and there's, yeah. there's enough in this movie, I think, that would keep people laughing. So that's why I'm saying, like, oh, watch this movie with a group of people. I think you will enjoy. We're going to take a break and we're going to try to uh, reconstruct our brains and we will be right back. What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. Nathan, I haven't been listening to podcasts. I've been looking for a perfect app to pay me to listen to podcasts. Well, that is good, Brendan, because I have the app for you. Can you tell me what that app is, Nathan? It is PodCoin. Podcoin. Yes, Podcoin. Can I get it on my Android phone? And also an iOS device if you should have one. I have many phones. Good. Because I have been being honest with you. And I'm telling you, you can download Podcoin for those platforms and listen to all your favorite podcasts and earn Podcoins. People don't know what they're in for with this new app. Right, because they can earn pod coins to buy themselves gift cards or even donate to charities if they want to. Emily! I just wish that there was some way that people could benefit from listening to our podcast. Well, if you get pod coin and put in the app and go to sign up with the code WWTTPD, the what were they thinking police department you'll get 300 bonus coins just for signing up just for signing up that is a great idea now let's go hack the government yes let's emily what were they thinking and we're back 
Yes, we are back. And uh, Nathan. Yes, Brendan. It's time for us to read some poetry on the show here. It's time for a little low haiku. The low haiku. 17 perfect syllables to encapsulate the movie we just spoke about. Mm-hmm. Mariah, as our guest, would you like to read your haiku first? Sure. Hey, guys. It's Emily. I'm just joking. Okay. Um, <laughs> spooky Photoshop. Disappearing mushroom. Why? Magic USB. All right, Steve. (laughs) We neglected to mention that the rock was also a USB drive. Great job, guys. Whoopsie doodle. Nathan, would you like to read yours? Yes. Please proceed. Hacking, not writing. We're in a tinfoil room now. I'm tasting copper. That was a, uh, that led to dire results there. That led to diarrhea. Insinuate that I I had an aneurysm while watching. I don't don't think that's diarrhea tasting copper, Raya, but. (laughs) I need to see a doctor. (laughs) What is this madness? David Lynch for lunatics. Government secrets. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, Wow. 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 We're back. Emily. Emily. All right. (laughs) Wrapping it up here. We talked about this uh, movie, I guess. And, you know. We said what we feel about it, but what do we always say, Nathan? Well, we always say... Don't take a word for us! That's right. That's what we say. Um, You might have to. (laughs) yeah. Well, as far as the critics go, this has a not applicable... Yeah. Uh, because obviously this did not see any sort of you know what's weird though there is one review listed though with the critics okay there's one listed here Jay Stone from Canada.com I thought you were going to say from Mr. N. Breen did you say Canada.com yeah it's our website <laughs> don't use up all your derision on the first part of the movie because you'll meet it at the end <laughs> <laughs> so basically what he's saying is don't pace yourself there's a lot to make fun of yep <laughs> um okay so aside from that one critics review the audience rating on this movie is a 48 percent seems wow. high Very well high. i think because is, they probably are i think this is also uh you know it's it's a cult bad movie so it's definitely got a lot of like fake love you know what i mean yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll get the first one here uh, for you. So, this is from Yannick D. 
It's got a it's a 1.5 stars. As unfathomable as it may sound, Fateful Findings makes the room look like a competent movie while being equally, if not more, bizarre. <laughs> William yeah. G. Uh, wrote, This movie is the new modern masterpiece of so bad it's good filmmaking. The whole movie is so bananas that I needed to have a notebook for how many ridiculous subplots there were. Mm. One star. Yeah, Neil. He's... It's weird. He's clearly throwing up the praise for it. And then one star. Well, yeah, it's a terrible movie, but it's also legendary. Um, there are people who are def- like d- defending this movie in that way and still giving it five stars. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's why the 48%, right? Yeah. Um, Kevin H. says, By far the funniest and most watchable of Neil's films so far. But maybe the... Also- but also maybe the most disjointed. In this feel in this film, Neil shows us that he has learned some filmmaking chops. It's a wonderful day. A magical day, thank you. Also, since Pass Through isn't on Rotten Tomatoes as of this time, also the rate that five stars here. The unofficial sequel to I Am Here Now. Dot, 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 dot. Oh, I should note this the title, I Am Here Now. You know how an ellipses is three periods? Yeah. That one inexplicably has four. <laughs> That's the Neil Breeniest thing I've ever heard. Uh George W. Bush says yeah, maybe. Says, Due to his accent. Movie, the- <laughs> this movie is a piece of art. The simple mind just won't understand. God bless America. <laughs> Mission ac- mission accomplished. Mission <laughs> accomplished. Uh, Mitch R. says, five stars. Truly a work of art. Neil Breen is a real inspiration for women around the world. To, what, to not wear bras. Raspberry M. <laughs> Ra- raspberry mayonnaise. Yeah. Gross. Says, it's indeed a wonderful time. It's a magical day. They can't get but that But for right. all the wrong reasons... How can you? How can no one remembers Magical Day right? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she's just saying that. Maybe she's just saying that the movie for her was a wonderful time, and rather than not making the reference to the movie. Um, so I'm pretty sure this next one uh, is just someone <laughs> having a stroke after the movie and just wrote down what they could, what they remembered. <laughs> <laughs> or not what they remembered, but just yeah. Anyway, this is from Jason Adriel M. Gives it five stars. Um. Uh, okay. Nine eleven. IGN <laughs> would watch with me, grandmom, when I'm having a coma. <laughs> wow. No idea. That. That's cuckoo for cocoa. Uh, and I have one last one. Is real quick. It's from Wake. Okay. Wake G gives it five stars. I'm not sure what's going on here either. The best movie of 2069. <laughs> that's that's when the Criterion yes. Collection one's coming out. I can only hope. The Breen <laughs> Criterion. Oh my God! I would listen. The, I would listen to an audio commentary of him <laughs> this movie. So what this scene means is yes. Go on. I I want to know. <laughs> all right well um i guess before we do our wrap-up montrose would like to say a few words perhaps yes 
Hello, it's a good friend Montrose Monkington III here, and I just want to say the production values over at my YouTube channel, Montrose Monkington TV, are considerably higher than those of Mr. Neil Breen. So do make sure to come over to my my YouTube channel, Montrose Monkington TV. Also find me on Facebook, Montrose Monkington the Third Esquire and Friends. Finally, you can also follow me on the Twitter at Montrose the Third. That's the number three R D. Thank you. More later. Montrose, uh, um, are you hacking the government secrets? No. Don't have opposable thumbs. Okay, that's good. I was worried about all the laptops that you own. Listen, no, no, no. I treat mine well. I don't throw feces at them or anything. <laughs> no, not even feces. Okay. I feel Neil Breen probably did. Um, that, was, that was a deleted scene. Mm. You can catch that on the Criterion Collection, as we said. Coming out in 2069. <laughs> yes. Nice. Uh, thank you, Montrose. You're welcome. Thank you. More later. Well, we come to the end. Um, Nathan, you should give us a yeah. hint. Give us a hint for next week, and we will, of course, reveal our next movie on Monday. What do you got? Uh, it's Swayze-licious. Perfect. So, Mariah, thank you for being on this episode. Thank you. You can also follow us on the Instagram and Twitter. That's what they call it, the Instagram and the Twitter. Mm-hmm. At WWTT Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. Just search What Were They Thinking. Uh, we're also on uh, TeePublic. You can search for What Were They Thinking on there. You can find us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash WWTT Podcast. Find us on all the podcatchers. Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, we're probably on there. Also Podcoin, as you heard earlier. Um, but now I guess we have to, uh, come to the conclusion here. Uh, Nathan, do you have any, I don't see how you would, because I don't think we pointed out any of this movie's flaws, but do you have any questions? Uh, yeah. Oh, I got a couple. Really? Um, okay. Existing in a universe where the idea that a benevolent and caring god exists. Yes. And this film is is allowed to be subjected to or rather inflicted onto people with nary a warning. Of course. Um and the fact that that the filmmaker has gone to make several other films meaning people have seen this and gone, yeah, I want more and more of that. I want that by the bucketful. Yep. I just have to ask for in regards to those people specifically. What were they thinking? Hi everyone. I'm Ashley and I'm Justine and, and we, we make, make up the Cutaways podcast. We're watching the good, the bad, and the essentials of the romantic comedy genre. So far, we've fallen in love with Cary Grant, met up with our terrible friend, pal Joey, and had the desire to run our fingers through Patrick Dempsey's hair. Join our slumber party for your ears every other week, brought to you in stereo from our blanket fort in Hollywood, California. You can find and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. Our digital blanket fort can be found at thecutaways.com. If you are the social butterfly types, you can also find us on twitter facebook and instagram as at cutaways podcast bye
It's late, it's time, let's check our cue, baby. Pair it with a couple brews, baby. We love your movies. We love the bad ones, too. So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you. Oh, yeah. Everything I learned from movies With a one last plot holes, a gratuitous It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy. At eilfm.podbean.com.